Welcome to Ridgewood Talks. Through this podcast, we will be introducing you to some of the leaders and legends in our village. We'll keep you updated about fascinating local events, and we'll dig into the town's hot topics and so much more. But first, let me introduce myself. I'm Jeannie Johnson, the founder of Ridgewood Talks and Ridgewood Walks. The goal of these initiatives is to create a kinder, more connected, and more vibrant community. I'm thrilled to be co-hosting this podcast with my good friend and all-around wonderful guy, Jordan Kaufman. We look forward to meeting with you weekly and hearing your thoughts on who and what you'd like to learn about in our beautiful hometown. Enjoy this episode. Jordan Kaufman, it is such a pleasure to be with you again today. We also have a very special guest with us, somebody that I have known for all the days of my life here since I've lived in Ridgewood. Before we get to her, though, tell me how you and your girls are doing. Yeah, everyone's doing really good. We're getting excited, getting ready to signing up for summer camps and everything else. For those with young kids trying to sign up for summer camp has turned almost into Black Friday, like people rushing into Walmart. So I just really love this time of year. I just wish the pollen would take it easy on us. And I'm glad that we're getting some sunny, nice days in here. It's really been beautiful to spend time outside. Let's move on to our guest. Her name is Megan Murphy, and she and I have known each other for 20 plus years or so. She's one of the first people I met in Ridgewood when we moved here. We met at the co-op nursery school over at the United Methodist Church. My gosh, Megan, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) It's good to be here. I'm so glad that you're here. And you know what, Jordan, you know who Megan's husband is, right? Yeah. So I have known Megan's husband, Matthew Murphy, for quite some time. He was the president of West Bergen when I joined the board. He's just such a phenomenal character. I mean, talk about someone who has a thousand jokes in his left pocket and then 2000 in his right. Uh, Just an absolute hilarious guy, very smart and an impressive person. And, um, you know, Megan, we've we've seen each other intermittently at events and and things like that. Absolutely. Love to have you on here. Uh, You guys are, you know, super cherished people in the community. And so thank you for coming on to our show. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, our favorite West Bergen event has always been the night of fine dining. So we look forward to it every year. So um, and you guys are having a big anniversary this year, right? Yeah, well, so with COVID, the night of fine dining is has kind of, you know, whittled down. And so we have our annual walk for West Bergen on May 13th. Tell me more about that walk. What does that look like and what's the goal? It's just a fundraiser. This year's a little bit special because West Bergen is partnering with Valley Healthcare. They're actually doing it in the Valley. Valley has a huge gym and kind of like walking area. So it's indoors because last year we had to cancel when it rained. And actually Matt Murphy was going to be hosting it in Ramsey last year when we had to cancel it. Uh, And it was going to be part of this, you know, Ramsey stigma free walk as well. So um, Valley Healthcare is the one doing it this year. We're doing it indoors on May 13th. You can register at westbergen.org. And it's a pretty exciting event. I think really it's more just about highlighting mental health, the need for mental health, how it's kind of increasing its, you know, call it exposure and and thought process within community conversations, national conversations. It's something that you know, we're really happy that the stigma about it is starting to decline a bit. 
people are starting to recognize that we all should pay attention to our mental health. It's not just for people who are truly suffering. It's also something similar to our physical health that we should pay some kind of constitution to uh, here and there and, and spend time improving it or thinking about others. And that's you know, really, it's, it's great stuff. So May 13th, if you're around and you're interested, registration is open at westbergen.org. I love it. So uh, speaking of all of these community events and how important it is to connect people, Megan, you're one of the people in town that I admire the most because that's really, to me, that's what drives you. Ever since I've met you, you were, I think you were the president of the co-op. Yes, I was the president. I think one of the things that drew me to the co-op was the fact that parents get to participate in the classroom. So it was really a great opportunity for me to be with my kids, but to also meet other parents and get to know other kids as well. And um, I think that was a little bit more play focused. I think it was a great introduction to education for our kids. So they've got a whole bunch of classes and extra programs and a lot going on over there. So they do some summer programs over there, which is really great. So again, uh, you know, I told you that I admire you so much because you are always working at connecting people and building community. And one of the things that I missed out on today, but I want you to tell us a little bit more about it is your women supporting women group. Yeah. So this is something that I have been talking to some friends about for a couple of years, actually, it took us a long time to actually get it going. But there are a lot of women in town who are entrepreneurs, self-employed, who are looking for extra support, looking for creative ideas and inspiration. Um, So we sort of have, we've only met twice now. This was our second meeting today. Um, But we are trying to put together a group where we hold each other accountable. We talk about the different challenges that we have, and we're all in different businesses. No one does the same thing. So we get to see things from different perspectives. We think about ways that we can all collaborate and just build each other up. So I think it's really important for women to do that. I think we are, you know, setting a good example for our own kids and I'm really excited to see where it goes. It means so much to see somebody taking the helm at that. And I think if I'm not mistaken, you might've learned some of those skills about connecting women with other women when you were a Girl Scout leader. How many years were you a Girl Scout leader? Oh my gosh. Well, I was the leader for both girls from Daisy Scouts through, um, I think both of them made it through their sophomore year of high school. Yeah. So I spent a lot of time um, with the Girl Scouts. Those are some of the best times that I had just doing lots of different activities, community minded activities with girls, getting them interested in, in different projects and different interests. And it was a lot of fun. Was it your troop that started that buddy bench at Somerville? Yeah, I'm not sure that we started it, but we definitely did that project at Somerville. I read an article somewhere about someone who had done that, and I thought it would be wonderful for our girls to do it. So we put the plans together. We got some donations from Cucan Brothers and and some other places. Sherwin-Williams in town donated some paint and some stain. And the older, my older daughter's troop built the bench and then my younger daughter's troop decorated it and they dedicated it to the Somerville Kindergarten Playground. And the whole idea is that if kids are lonely or they can't find something to play with or you know, they're just having an off day, they can sit down on the buddy bench, and someone will know that that's an invitation to be approached and invited to participate in whatever activity they're doing. 
look at you. I mean, look at how much connection and look at how much good you have contributed to our community. I, you, no wonder you're a, a role model for so many people. And I'm so grateful to have people like you. And so I'm glad that you're on the show because you can talk about the things that you're doing and it can be sort of an inspiration for other people to sort of follow along with your lead. It's interesting to me. I know you grew up here. I think you grew up in Ramsey. And am I right that you started off as a private investigator? Oh, yes, that is correct. (laughs) Um, I uh, went to college at Lehigh University. And when I graduated, I decided to go to graduate school at John Jay College of Criminal Justice in the city for forensic psychology. I went to a job fair while I was there, and I ended up getting a job as a background investigator for the federal government. So I spent a few years doing that uh, before I had my daughter. And then I was stay-at-home mom for a couple of years. But yeah, that was an exciting time for sure. Very interesting. It's such an interesting segue into what you're doing now, you know, going from that to being a mom to what you're doing now and all the good that you do for our community. One of the things that I enjoyed the most was your, it's a wine for hope or something like that. So tell us more about that. Yeah. So I have a client who works with One Hope Wine, and that is a company that works with different fundraisers. So you can host a party. You can do wine tastings, which is how I usually like to host it. You can invite as many people as you'd like. You can have an online sale. And then a portion of the proceeds from the sale go to the not-for-profit of your choice. So we usually do it every November so people can order their wines for Thanksgiving and then the proceeds go to West Bergen. Actually, I dragged my husband to one. I remember. I loved it. I know that you're doing something with a senior book swap. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. So I'm actually trying to get a senior book swap started right now in town. I have been taking my aunt to some different doctor's appointments and I learned that she's no longer driving. So she doesn't have uh, any way to get herself to the public library and her library doesn't deliver. So she is an avid reader and she doesn't really have access to books. She's not into technology. She can't quite get the computer going. So I have been dropping books off for her, but I started to think, well, if she has this need, maybe there are others in our community who have the same need. So I'm trying to put together a book swap for seniors where I would bring a crate of books. I've had a ton of books donated to me, but I would bring those books to people's houses. My idea is once a month, they can pick a couple books to read and then I'll come back every month and we'll swap them out. And I just need to find some seniors who'd be interested. Well, great. So if anybody is listening to this show, where should they contact you? They can email me uh, at Megan Murphy. Uh, it's M-E-G-A-N Murphy at kw.com. And I will get right back to them. Sounds like a lot of fun. Can I volunteer? I would love that. Right now, I we really just need to get the word out and get more seniors. Um, but as soon as we have seniors who are interested, absolutely. I would love to have some volunteers to help. You know, even just the, the, the simple act of visiting for a little while and bringing the books over is going to be so important. But anyone who wants to help, I think that would be wonderful. 
I love that idea very, very much. And again, there it is with that connection and doing good for our community. Uh, another one of your, gosh, there's just a whole list of things that you do for this community and you help so many people. So you do the 40 bags in 40 days. It's almost like a Lent thing where you help people just kind of get rid of their clutter. You are like the Marie Kondo of New Jersey. <laughs> Yes. So actually, um, I realized this year that I started that about six years ago. I had done it myself, just myself. I saw it online as a challenge. And the idea is that over a 40-day period, you get rid of one bag, doesn't matter what size, of clutter from your home every day. So after the first year, I decided to see if any of my friends would want to do it with me. Then I created a calendar so that there were specific themes to each day. And now we've pretty much got a group. I can't remember how many people are in the group, but I know there's over a hundred who are pretty active on in this Facebook community. We share challenges. We go through the calendar together. If you don't have anything to get rid of on a specific day, you can pick from some of the other items on the bottom of the calendar. You can work at your own pace. There's no pressure, no stress. Um, we are just working together to get through the 40 days and get rid of as much stuff as we can. And then, of course, we don't want to just throw it all out. So the idea is to donate what we can, to recycle or reuse what we can, to share it within the group, the different buy nothing sites, uh, garage sale if you need to, whatever you want to do, but get rid of it and hopefully uh, share it with others. Is that where the bobbles and bags program came from? Is that an offshoot of that? Um, that actually is, a, it's separate, but now they're somewhat combined. <laughs> so now I do collect from people during the 40 bags challenge. I collect costume jewelry and handbags so that we have a sale every year. We use the items that are collected. We sell them back to the community and the proceeds from that sale are donated to the Center for Hope and Safety. When is that sale? That sale is going to be on May 11th. Okay. It's in the garage of the Keller Williams office building at 74 Godwin Ave. And it will be running from 10 to 2. And the Keller Williams office building, for those who don't know, is right next door to the Whole Foods. And everyone knows where the Whole Foods is. <laughs> if you don't go to Whole Foods, you've waited for the traffic by Whole Foods as people are trying to make a left turn into the parking lot. Um, Megan, I hope you don't mind if I ask with the 40 bags and 40 days challenge, what are some examples of some of the stuff that you guys are helping uh, declutter or you guys are, are decluttering together? Because I'm sure some of our listeners will hear some of the things that you guys are decluttering and go, oh my God, I have so much of that stuff and it's, you know, I'm drowning in it when I try to find anything. So Absolutely. Um, so we start with coats. Uh, that's the first, the first day is coats. And there's every year is the Kelly Cregan coat collection. We're a little bit off calendar with that, but if you hold on to your coats, you can deliver those to that collection. We go through everything. We go through the kitchen cabinets, your utensil drawer. We go through uh, makeup, shoes, hats and gloves, anything, eyeglasses, anything that seems to somehow accumulate over time, crafts, kids, games, toys. And a lot of times while we're doing the challenge, there are other community events going on that are collecting those things. So um, there'll be collections for sneakers. There'll be collections for the uh, women's club garage sale, things like that, where we can just kind of direct everyone who's doing the challenge to drop their items off at different places. That's awesome. And I know that, you know, as we all kind of look around our houses, 
there's always something that we're like, man, I just wish someone would poke or prod me to get rid of all this stuff that is piled up in the basement. Or every time I open this closet, you know, a bunch of stuff just falls out on top of my head. What do I do with it? Who can motivate me? So it sounds like a great way to um, check that out and Absolutely. maybe come up with a good excuse this year to finally, uh, you know, ditch some of that stuff that's been sitting there. What is the Facebook group called that you guys uh, run this all through? Sure. That group is called 40 Bags in 40 Days with Megan Murphy. So Megan, Megan, let me ask you a question because you mentioned all a lot of stuff going on at Keller Williams and that's kind of a yes. good way to talk about something that I know a lot of people are uh, chattering about, which is what the heck is going on with the real estate market in today's world? So maybe you want to just give us some of the things that you're seeing um, from your perch on what's going on. And also, um, we'd all love to hear what people are saying about Ridgewood, those who are either moving out and the rationale why, those who are moving in and what's really appealing to them. And what are some of the ways that uh, someone who is ultimately tasked with selling the town, in a sense, to those who don't know, what are some of the ways that we as residents in the community, voters in the community, whatever you know, role we play within the community, what are some of the things that you think would help Ridgewood become more attractive to the type of people and the type of community we want to be? Wow. So that's a lot of questions all wrapped into one. <laughs> okay. Uh, but all with a similar theme. That's right. That They are all with a similar theme. So first and foremost, what we're seeing right now in the real estate market is that there is high demand for houses uh, and there's low inventory. So during COVID, we were shut down with everybody else for those first two weeks. And then real estate was opened up. It seemed like a, a really great opportunity for families who were living in the city, maybe New York City, Jersey City, Brooklyn, um, Hoboken, who were maybe on a five-year plan to move to the suburbs, they um, escalated their plan and came to uh, to Ridgewood and the surrounding areas just to have more space, to have more office space in their house, yard space, all of that. Um, so I think what happened was a lot of people sold before maybe they were ready to, intending to sell. Um, so Basically, a lot of homes have been sold in the past few years, and now we're finding we have very low inventory. However, we still have high buyer demand. So what we're seeing right now is homes are selling for $100,000, $150,000 over asking. The average purchase price in Ridgewood has gone up. There's 30 to 40 offers on every home. It is really crazy in the market. It's it's a lot for buyers. Um you can burn out pretty quickly. You need to just, you know, be willing to buy what you can get, essentially. It's just super, super competitive. That being said, there are ways that you can work with buyers. You really have to set expectations and make sure that they understand how competitive it is going into it. But that's what we're looking at right now. Sellers are making out if they have a second home, if they have somewhere that they can go, they're in a great position to sell and make a lot, uh, get a lot for their their home. Um, and buyers are just 
you know, stuck in this really competitive situation. Actually, I, when I talk to my buyers, we always, I always highlight the Ridgewood Newcomers Club because I want to make sure that they get to meet other people who are in the same position that they're in. And some of the last, uh, the last couple that I worked with, they said, why would we want to meet people who we've been competing against for the past two years, <laughs> which I thought was kind of cute. That's I mean, funny. they weren't saying it in a mean way. They were just kind of like, these are the people that have beat us out for two years, you know? Um, so it's, it's tough. It's really tough. It feels great when you can help someone and their offer is accepted. Um, but it's a tough market right now. I, I just want to add something in there because yes. um, for those who are new to Ridgewood and newcomers, I think is, is one of those things that makes, uh, Ridgewood, uh, unique. I know that, you know, other towns may have something similar, but Ridgewood newcomers really has a great participation. Um, it's been, it's a place where like my in-laws met some of their, uh, lifelong friends and, you know, people that they stayed uh, very close with for over 30 years living in the town. So it's a place where you can really make, uh, some great friendships, but also I want to highlight that the Ridgewood Guild has a resident membership and the Chamber of Commerce is another place where if you're a professional, and I believe they're also rolling out a resident membership. And the reason I highlight these things is each of them have kind of their own benefit in a sense. And this is something we talk about in the Central Business District Advisory Committee that, you know, there's so many other organizations uh, which like Ridgewood Newcomers is great. And I would suggest everyone who moves here, give Ridgewood Newcomers a shot. There's really a low threshold to doing that, but also kind of look to see where some of those other things are. Cause even like volunteering for the town, volunteering for, you know, smaller call it charitable projects, like the some of the ones that you mentioned, larger ones like West Bergen, things like Rotary in town. Uh, we've got all these different outlets in town, including volunteering for the town itself. And as long as we're on volunteering, we have the pedestrian plaza coming up this summer, and that also needs volunteers. So there are so many volunteering efforts in the town and so many organizations and things to check out. And I, I don't know how to like properly get all that out because there's so many and there's new ones starting and it's it's one of those crazy things. So I think that's uh, that's one of the exciting that, towns. That's such a good point. A lot of times I will take buyers on tours of Ridgewood who are coming from out of town and don't know our area well at all. So we'll meet at my office and we'll head right through downtown. And I talk to them about the pedestrian plaza. It's one of the things that they're most excited about because people who are moving to town are interested in community. They're coming here because they want to be a part of something. Um, so they love the idea that there's a walkable downtown there's dining outside, there's all these different live music venues and lots of great stuff going on and activities and things. So that's one of the things that I highlight. We do talk about newcomers, um, but I love your suggestion about the Guild and the Chamber because those are things that I haven't really mentioned before, but I will certainly start doing so in the future. We go right around town. Once we go through downtown, we go to uh, the municipal building and I show them the band shell. We talk about the free concert concerts that are there every Tuesday and Thursday during the summer. We drive past Graydon. We talk about the rec camp and how they have story times there and movie nights there and all of those activities. I let them know they can become as involved as they want, or they can, you know, decide not to participate at all, but it's there, it's happening. And when they want to participate, they can. And those are all huge selling points for our town. And, you know, we talked a lot about all of the volunteer opportunities. And listen, Megan, you are somebody that proves to us that 
You don't have to sign up for anything officially. You can start your own thing. (laughs) So again, Megan, thank you so much for everything that you do for our community. And thanks for being on our show today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for having me. And thank you for everything that you both do for our community. It's amazing. We We all work together and we have a wonderful place to live. So thank you. Thanks so much, Megan.